That was Meet Virginia by Train, and you're listening to Chin FM here on 106.9. My name is Ben, and I have been riding shotgun with the interviews throughout the day with Kim, and we have our last interview for the day, a very special one with Dr. David Paul, a senior lecturer in computational science at UNE, and a computer scientist interested in service-oriented computing, the internet, and distributed system security and privacy, as well as teaching and education and the Ask Bill prediction system. Uh, Dr. Paul, thank you so much for coming in and speaking with us today. Thanks for having me. Uh, it is our pleasure. So um, you also teach um, COSC 110, which is the Introduction to Programming and the Unix Environment. And obviously the first question we're going to ask right off the bat is, I guess, for freshers that are starting out this trimester, or first years that may be doing that unit um, to give a bit of an insight into what we can expect. But before that, I'm just going to ask, what exactly is the Ask-Build Prediction System? Um, the Ask-Build Prediction System is a system to predict risk for farmers. Oh, I see. Um, so basically, um, there are risks like the recent drought means mm. that there hasn't been much grass and things like that. The recent rain that's come after this drought um, mean that there are lots of flies being born now, which can affect the sheep. So <coughs> making predictions um, so that farmers know what treatments they should do when with their sheep. Certainly a very handy program to have in a regional town like Armadale, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm um, just moving on, I guess, to COSC 110, which is the unit which you teach, unit coordinator, as I believe. What exactly can first years who are studying this unit expect? What do they, what gets taught in this particular unit? Okay, so in COSC 110, um, you learn how to program. Um, so that's basically a starting from an assumption that you've never done any programming before. Um, but going to the point where you could really program anything that you wanted. Wow. Because there's a lot more that you could learn um, and a lot of details that we can't cover in a single unit, but it sets you up with a good basis that you could learn anything else you needed to know. And based on my very limited knowledge of computer pro- programming, the fact that the Unix environment is used would be very beneficial for students who want to develop their programming skills further beyond this unit. Yep, yeah, so Unix basically runs a lot of the web, um, so introducing students to that environment is great as well. Yes, it certainly would be, and for someone that, I guess, you know, like I said, I'm very limited expertise in programming. I don't know if, Kim, if you've had any... uh, Uh, No. Nope, okay. Very much no no expertise whatsoever here, but that's okay. Um, So moving on from, I guess, the introduction to the actual unit, um, do you... Can you think of one thing that students studying this unit can do to get a better grade? Um, Well, basically, we can try things out. If you're building a bridge or something like that, then you've got to make sure you get everything right because otherwise the bridge collapses and you're starting over again. Yeah. When you're writing software, all it is is a few keystrokes. So you can make a change, try it out. If it doesn't work, just press undo and you're back to where you were before. Perfect. So that's a good little tip to keep in mind. Any of you are COSC 110 students out there that are starting next week, best of luck to you all, as we always say. So, um, and again, a little question for people that might want to know a little bit about more about you. Um, what exactly was your PhD in and why did that topic in particular draw your attention? Um, I worked in cooperation in service-oriented environments. So basically, um, nowadays, we don't work in isolation. We've got to work with others um, in order to get the results that we want. And essentially I showed um, with a mathematical model that say businesses, when they actually help other people, they even help themselves as well. So there are benefits for everyone when we work together. Awesome. So what's one of the best things about your job? Um, The fact that it's always changing. There's always new things in technology um, and it's great to um, be able to 
studying that. And what's something that's probably the worst about it? Well, the pace is also probably the worst thing because you can never go into everything in enough detail that you of want course. to. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, the fact that we can um, at least glimpse this stuff is great. Of course, I think that's a very, um, a very wise thing to say. So just going back to obviously what, you, what life was like for you as a student when you first started out at university, because obviously a lot of these first years are going to be feeling very understandably nervous and apprehensive about you know, then next few years here. So in hindsight, what do you think you weren't so good at when you first started out as a student? Um, I wasn't good at asking for help. Okay. So I try to do everything myself when there are other students, tutors and lecturers who would only be too happy to help if I just approached them. And you would encourage your students to approach you or another member of the teaching staff if they needed a bit of assistance? Absolutely, yeah. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. What is something that you're passionate about at the moment, whether it's like research or something? Yep, cybersecurity. So nice. more and more cool. devices are being connected to the internet, mostly by companies who don't understand the security implications of what they're doing. Mm. Um, so trying to work out how to make that as safe for everyone as possible um, is something that requires a lot of work. From from someone who works, obviously, who knows a vast amount about computers and cybersecurity, would you recommend a VPN? Um, I use a VPN, um, so yes, they can be useful. Of course, you are just transferring the trust then. It's your VPN provider that you're yeah. assuming will not be leaking your data. It's um, uh, your it's it's essentially uh, yeah six of one, half a dozen of the other, because there's no real, you can't be guaranteed of safety either way, which is a little bit, I guess, yeah. concerning for a lot of people. So moving on back to, I guess, university and relating it back to university, um, what do you, what one thing that you wish you knew when you were starting out at university? Um, it's probably the last chance where you can easily make new friends. Um, so basically, I'd encourage everyone in the first um, few weeks at least to try and sit next to a different person each class. Just introduce yourself and you never know, you might meet a new lifelong friend that way. Um, if you're online, then use the discussion forums and things like that to introduce yourself. Because, um, yeah, there are lots of people in a similar boat to you, um, and I'm sure some of them would love to meet you. Absolutely. The spark of friendship can be ignited anywhere. Mm -hmm. So given that you um, obviously teach such a, you know, high technology, uh, technologically based unit, uh, what is something that everybody thinks about what you teach that is completely mis uh, misconstrued or ill-conceived? Um, a lot of people still think that you need to be a geek in order to program, um, but right. really it is for anyone. Um, so say musicians like Will I Am, um, models like Carly Kloss, um, actors like Ashton Kutcher are all coders. Um, even my three-year-old, unbeknownst to me, recently had her first coding lesson at daycare the other day. Oh, so if a three-year-old can do it, anyone can. <laughs> yes, absolutely. It puts me to shame a little bit somewhat. <laughs> Um, what would your dream research location be? The great thing about computer science is you can really do the research anywhere you have an internet connection. But originally being from Newcastle, I do miss the beach here, so perhaps if we could move that a bit closer. Newcastle boy, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Maitland myself. Um, so moving on a little bit to, I guess, something a bit more personal, just so I guess students can get a little bit more information about you. What's one thing that you nerd out on? Um, I love science fiction. Nice. Um, so movies, cool. um, TV shows, books. Nice. Whatever. Yep. That is a very good answer. <laughs> um, hmm, let's see. Do you have a favorite song? 
Um, my favourite song is Dr. Worm by They Might Be Giants. Oh, um, awesome. So it never fails to make me happy. <laughs> that is awesome. If you had the chance to go to Mars, would you go? If it were just me, then I'd have to consider it a bit more. <laughs> my Fair enough. My wife is dead against space travel, and so <laughs> since I want to stay with her, I'll stay on Earth. I was going to say, you might be a little bit limited there then. Yeah. Mm, let's see. What's your favourite time of the day? Um, I'm a morning person, so I love the quiet. So um, how many people have we had for that? Morning <laughs> wins, because we've had seven interviews today, four have said morning and three have said evening, so morning wins. Okay. You were the tie-breaking <laughs> vote. <laughs> so um, do you have anything that you're listening to at the moment? Not necessarily music, but like audiobooks or podcasts or any other sort of, I guess, audio, um, audio devices? Um, well... I mentioned that I have a three-year-old daughter. Yes. Um, so she's getting to the point when her thoughts are getting more complex and she can actually express them better. So I love listening to her. Oh, that's wonderful. That is wonderful. So um, given that you have such a large background in technology, do you have any sort of social media presence um, from an academic or professional point of view where people could find you and learn more about, I guess, the research that you've been doing? Um, I have my website, davidjohnpaul.com, awesome. um, which would be the best place. Fantastic. You're the first person we've spoken to that actually has their own website. That's rather <laughs> interesting. So given that you obviously work in, again, such a very high technological-based field, do you have you noticed over the past, say, 5, 10, 15 years, the, uh, how much of an increase there has been in uh, technologically-based learning, not necessarily in university, but also in um, primary and secondary schools? Yep, yes, absolutely. There is a big push to get devices everywhere. Um, I'm not sure I agree with that, but um, students will be familiar with them. Absolutely. And it's certainly, I think it's gone to the point where most students would be more familiar with typing out on a, typing out on, say, a Word document, for instance, than writing down an essay in a pen and paper. Yep. Again, whether or not that's good or not <laughs> is up for your own interpretation. We're just passing on the message. Yep. So mm -hmm. do you think that, if for someone who wants to go into computer programming or coding or a degree in, um, in computer science, do you think there's any sort of background knowledge that they need before starting a degree such as comp science, or do you think it's something that can be jumped into at any time? Um, we do assume that you have no experience when you're coming in. Um, awesome. But, yeah, the more experience you have, then the easier you'll find it. Basically. Well, there you go. So there you go, everyone. Um, lack of experience is no excuse. You can still <laughs> jump straight into it. Okay, well, um, I think that is just about everything. Thank you so much for coming in. We um, super appreciate it. It's uh, wonderful to get such a wide variety of academic staff in and to have someone from the computer science uh, school is pretty spectacular. So thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, it is our pleasure. Um, mys myself and Kim will be back tomorrow with another round of interviews and we'll be presenting the morning show from 6 till 10. And you have been listening to David Paul speak a little bit about his work and his career uh, teaching here at UNE. You're listening to Tune FM on 106.9. Coming up next, we are going to have Checklist by Chromio on the home of student-powered radio.